And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Okay. Nope, we want to do that. I hit the wrong button. Let me turn that on. There we are. <laughs> Gotta love StreamYard. Hello, everyone, and welcome. We are live from the bunker. Jason Hunt here along with Mrs. Boss. Hello. Wait, Mrs. Boss, let me turn your mic on. Hello. Hello. There you are. I Am I? I'm the one that's supposed to hit the wrong buttons. Well, it happens. All right, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to pin it to the top. So anybody who wants to be in... The uh, the stream. Here's your chance. <clears throat> Keep it polite. Keep it civil. Okay. So to start with, uh, it is uh, it is Wednesday. It is March third. It is my birthday. So what I thought I would do is let other people talk instead of me. Uh, we're gonna we're going to open up the uh, we're gonna open up the phone lines as they say. And uh, let people come in and promote their work. If you are a creator in the science fiction, fantasy, or horror space, and you've got something that you're working on, whether it's a comic book, a graphic novel, uh, a novel, uh, some kind of a work that you want people to know about, we'll let you uh, let you jump in here. And of course, we want you to stay, you know, polite and civil and respectful and all that other stuff. In the meantime. Yesterday, we had uh, Richard Palinelli on here. Well, it's it's like he was saying yesterday, he had this guy that thought his last name was Palaruski. And I was like, no. Where did he get the extra letters? I have no idea. (laughs) But anyway, so so Richard Palinelli was in here yesterday. So I did not get a chance to address this. But yesterday, March 2nd, Independence Day for the Republic of Texas. We're probably going to get demonetized for this, but you know what? Don't care. At least you're playing it. Where's your mom? Where's, where's my mom? My mom's not there. No, no, mom's. Mom's? Oh, yeah. th- yes. Yes. Gotta go full. It's not, this is not prom. They, they, this is, this is the state. I'll be right back. Yeah. Don't worry. I don't have one. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we do have here with us today uh, some 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 things going on, and apparently that song is now under fire for being racist simply because uh, something the I guess I didn't look into it that much because I don't care, um, but apparently since. Uh, since General Robert E. Lee said something about the eyes of Texas so one time, sometime, way back 200 plus years ago, 
now suddenly this song is problematic. I think it is so ridiculous. But there we are. Happy Independence Day to the Republic of Texas, which might be a Republic of Texas again. You never know in this day and age. So hello, everyone. And let us uh, let us go through our regular rigmarole. The chats are open. The uh, comments are always something that you can share. And if you want to send us an email, live from the bunker at SouthAfrica.com, you can also listen to us as a podcast iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Double Twist, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Listen Notes. So all of those places where you can hear us on the go, as it were. So uh, there is that. Um, Mom is here. I'm not sure what that means. Hang on a second here. I need to... Uh, I need to respond to a text because I got a cryptic text from my mother. So, all right. So welcome, everyone. It is nice to be here. I don't feel a day over 50 because <clears throat> I'm not quite a day over 50 yet. At 5.40 p.m. today, Central, I will be a day over 50. I will be 51 uh, today at 5.40 p.m. Central time. In the meantime, we're going to have a little fun today because why not? Because we can. Because we can. Uh, I have sent the link out to various different people. If anybody wants to jump in and join us, I'm going to take the scroll away for a little bit. And yes, hook them horns. I did not go to the University of Texas. I went to the University of North Texas for a couple of, couple of years. Um which is where they shot the movie Necessary Roughness, among other films, uh, starring Scott Bakula and uh, Kathy Ireland and Sinbad, Jason Bateman. Football film. I did not work on it. I should have. I, uh, I passed up that opportunity. I should have done that. I should have. You know, but, you know, life is full of regrets. And when you get to my age, you get a lot of regrets. Uh, I, I'm not going to regret bringing this guy on, RJ Carter from Critical Blast Publishing. Hello, sir. How are you, Jason? How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm 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 surviving. I I'm only taking two pills to keep me alive so far. So oh, that's I what I take every morning. morning. Right, let me turn. Let me turn this off. Got a heater making me some noise back here. So what's up? Man, it's it's a sad day when when we celebrate a famous person's birthday by canceling their work. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, I've seen uh, I've seen some of this. I've seen some of all of this back and forth on uh, on Dr. Seuss. Um, I think I would probably. I'm more t I'm more inclined to just roll my eyes at this point uh, because the. While the culture has changed and the culture of what he did at the time might have made it acceptable at the time, okay, fine. It's there are six. What are you doing? All right. So Mrs. Bus just comes at me with this flaming torch 
while I'm trying to make a profound point. It's not a flaming torch. I didn't put all 51 on there. Uh, yes, right. Okay. Well, let me make my point here for a second. Um, you know, it's only six titles that they're pulling from the library. They're not canceling Dr. Seuss outright. They're retiring some stuff that for the time might have been acceptable. Now it's not. I mean, it's the same kind of thing as blackface or, or any of those things. Hello, Cam1138 and Mazerus and Robert in the chat. Wait a second. Uh, Why are you talking about Dr. Seuss? I, I, I said canceling on his birthday. Uh, obviously, no, that I'm was yesterday. Oh, you're talking about me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't canceled yet. <laughs> uh, all right. See, I still got it. What are we doing? Oh, you're gonna you're doing this on uh, we're doing a we're doing an unboxing of my birthday card, I guess, on on stream. For those of you who are listening to this as a podcast, <coughs> uh, all right, uh, Robert in the chat, Jay and R Jay and RJ get old. That's got to be a new sci-fi for me. Critical Blast crossover show. Um, <laughs> well, it could be an extension of the uh, of uh, LCS, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The local comic shop guys. All right. So a who's a who's who postcard. Oh, that's very gorgeous. Nice, very nice. Who's who? Do you see? You you heard that they're bringing they're bringing out the who's who omnibus that's going to collect all of it. I have somewhere in this house because I know I didn't get rid of it and I know it went into a photo album and we have 107 of them. Yeah. Uh, I have the entire set of George Perez's uh, Justice League of America postcards that he did. Ooh, nice. Ah, no, nice. I would love to interview George Perez. I'm just putting it out there. I uh, we I follow his niece on Instagram. She's a cosplayer, uh, and she posts every now and again for him for his stuff. So I'm hoping one of these days that maybe uh, we can get that. Now this is just a this is just a postcard uh, a photograph of the cover. This is not. I don't. I don't have for those of you who are listening. I don't. I didn't get the book. <clears throat> What? Now, does the omnibus going to be? Is yeah. is the omnibus going to be the collected comics, or is it going to be the collected comics and the three hole punch it, stuff? It have? collects, as far as I've been able to gather, it collects all of the who's who material from everywhere it was published. Nice. I've still so, got the two three ring binders they put out for it. Yeah. All right. So here's here's the card. There's a dog on the card because we have dogs. Don't worry about being another year older. Do you hear anybody kidding you about your age? Of course not. Have you heard any snide, insulting jokes about getting on in years or being over the hill? Certainly not. But then the hearing is usually the first thing to go. I uh, saw that coming a mile away. Uh, uh, uh. Well, it's because your vision hasn't completely gone yet, RJ. Uh, the memory is the second thing to go is what they told me. I That's can't right. remember what, what, we, what, what we're was. talking about. That already yeah, I don't know. <laughs> The, and yes, that will be delivered. Uh, what? PO box. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I do have the who's who omnibus coming. So thank you. All right. So you're just gonna stand there and hold that and look pretty all day. We gotta sing. Did you, did you want no, we don't have to sing. No, we have to sing, Mrs. Boss. No, we, we, don't, sing. we don't need to sing. We don't yes, need to sing at all. No, we don't need to sing. We have to sing. And the one. And no, 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 no. That's okay. <laughs> all right. So anyway, um, yeah, it's well, let me yeah. argue with you about Dr. Seuss because that'll be fun because because we were always on the same side. And now I'll fight you. Well, look, it it's people are picking a fight just to pick a fight. 
and it's unnecessary and it's a distraction to the overall things what are are more important i mean you you it's just another example of the cancel cult wanting to exert power over other people and it's you know in that in that regard yes it's a bad thing to have happen overall i think it's insignificant because it's it would be different if it was everything that dr seuss had done yeah yeah it would be but at the same time at the same time i saw somebody also tweet yesterday that they're only taking six books out of the thing. There's still a plenty of other classics. And and what I hear is, yeah, there's still plenty of gypsies running around Germania. So what if we get rid of a few of them running around Germany? I know. And and that's why I'm I'm of mi- I say I'm of mixed feelings about it. I mean, overall in the in the in the grand scheme of the battle here, you know, this is a this is a minor blip in terms of every everything else. But I think the no, the the signal to noise ratio is such that people are looking looking at this more than they should be, and they're not looking at something else. This is a distraction to to keep our focus off of whatever else, whether it's Gina or if it's you know take your pick. Yeah, you know stuff that's going on in Washington, stuff that's going on here, you know, in, in middle of the middle of the country, any of that. So you know what I'm with though, if if it was just a matter of the books have gone out of print because society has stopped buying them, uh, that that's a different issue. It's like, hey, yeah. you know, we've got these books in here, but because of these things here, people just don't want to buy it anymore. And as a society, they quit. It's not feasible for us to keep them in print. It's the the motivation behind it is what's more galling to me than the actual cancellation of the book. There's plenty of books that are out of print uh, that you know you can't find anymore because you have to find old issues. You'll be able to find old issues of these. There hadn't been a mass book burning as of yet that I'm aware of. Well, and and really, you know, if you're going to look at material from that time period, uh, there's a couple of different things that you that you have to consider. One in that time period, some things that we would find racist now were not considered such back then because the cultural norms being what they were and whatnot. Okay. If there are things in, in Dr. Seuss's work or in a, in a film, you know, Al Jolson's the jazz singer. I mean, that would, that would be something that is of historical significance because of, you know, the fact that it's the very first sound picture and all of that, but the fact that you've got Al Jolson in, in blackface creates a problem for some people because of the cultural sensitivities to it. And I can see the what Al Jolson wasn't black. No. (laughs) You're Um, old enough to remember Al Jolson. I'm old enough to remember people talking about Al Jolson. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Can I share something with you, though, here? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to share a screen. I'm not going to share it just yet because I want to um, to set this up properly. Plus, I want the image to actually pull up, which seems to be coming up slowly. Yeah. Uh, well, Cam113, it makes a good point. Why are people so afraid of looking at something that is offensive and simply saying that's offensive? The problem with that is you're saying it's offensive. That's a subjective thing. 
Now, if individual people want to come in and say, that's offensive to me, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to consume that product. That's one thing. But then if I sit there and say, you're not supposed to do that because I don't like it, that's another thing. And that's what they're doing to Dr. Seuss. And you know, I, I, see, I see both sides of it. I don't agree with the canceling of it. But again, if, if the Dr. Seuss estate decides we're going to put these six titles away for whatever reason, you know, they're out of print, they're badly written, the artwork is not up to snuff. I mean, you could, you could take whatever in that. That's up to them. That's their decision to make. If they're making that decision because the Twitter Tumblr crowd has piled onto it, that's wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not defending the cancellation of Dr. Seuss. I'm just saying yeah, that right. we need to be careful. We need to be careful not to lose sight of the broader picture of this. In that, while we're all talking about Dr. Seuss, then something else may be going on that maybe we're not looking at, like I don't know, bombing Syria, or you know, fill in the blank. Pick your pick your battle. Pick a, pick whatever it is that you want that that somebody doesn't want us talking about X. So this other thing is going to happen. Exactly. Right. Mrs. Boss, are you jumping back in or no? It's up to you. I, you don't have to. Well, no, I, I, I can hear. I just, going along the lines of what you've said, they're just getting rid of the ability for us to make our own personal decisions. It's, it's like they said, or you say. I think I'm the only one left in the show. Hello, chat. Can anybody verify that it's just me? <laughs> I'd hate to have to run the show now all by myself. I don't know what happened there. I you was probably still... would do better than I would. <laughs> you both went away, and I was still here. <laughs> both of us did. Yes. Was oh okay. So that's interesting, huh? He's taken over the channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Robert Roberts said that he saw from the outside there was no RJ and Mindy, and now we're all three back. So that's that very was, strange because I put in okay. I could have gone max headroom on you guys. <laughs> huh. I don't know what happened there because it was I, I I clicked on stop stop microphone camera, <laughs> and that to me doesn't say yeah. take me completely out of the studio. It's just. Okay, never mind. All right. Well, Jason, let me let me ask you this. Yes. Um, in the comics industry, uh, because because Seuss was an illustrator and a, a writer, so that you know, I'm going to tangentially adjacent him to comics, plus all mm -hmm. the stuff he did for the military. Uh, wouldn't you say that there are plenty of plenty of people in the comics industry today, many of whom are like you know Eisner Award winner luminaries, uh, who definitely would feel like it's their duty to help erase and cancel people um, for exhibiting misogyny, racism, and homophobia? Oh, yeah. They'll they'll definitely take up, <clears throat> but I'm talking take about up that banner. People who've been nominated for this Eisner Award and, and other things, they want to they want to erase those things, right? They would they would never want to associate themselves with misogyny, racism, and homophobia, right? You you would think. Can 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 you share my screen? I don't know. What is it I'm about to look at? Misogyny. All those, yes. Racism. See, homophobia. But this is 
this is again and, and again this is to my point this this is stuff that's not printed now this is will eisner from when the 1930s the 1940s sure. you know culturally yes nowadays in looking at it with today's filter it's insensitive i get that argument i'm not going to agree with it i think i think people are looking for reasons to be offended without really having good reasons to be offended. But I go back to the Booker T. Washington quote where he says, you know, all the way back as far as, as far back as right after the civil war, he was saying that there are going to be people. And he was sp speaking specifically about blacks after, you know, post slavery. But he was saying there are there are people that are always going to find a way to profit from being a victim. Yes. And we see that we see that play out over a large canvas now to uh, you know one, I I want to make money by being a victim. That's one part of it. But then the other part of it is I'm gonna take my victimhood and I'm gonna weaponize it and I'm gonna try to shut you down. Exactly. And, and, and I mean, it's not like we haven't seen literary awards get renamed in the past few years because of the feelings or the traits exhibited by the person they were named after yep. originally. So I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. How long is it until the comics community uh, renames the Eisner Award or or is it is that, you know, you know, that's our racist. That's our homophobe. Um, <laughs> Well, and, and I mean, you can say that he was, but you don't have any proof that he was. I mean, whether his artwork or his, his you know, his stories reflect one thing or another, does that mean he was? You know, it, you can twist anything to support an argument. You know, I'm going to decide this is my truth, and now I'm going to find, I'm going to find material that were that will support my narrative, not, not, you know find your narrative after you find the uh after you find the proof you understand i'm not pushing for no, i know i know i know i know i'm just uh, i'm just trying to put their heads in a yeah, yeah. well Sevilla, welcome welcome to the chat i don't think i've ever seen you in here before that's good to have uh have new folks here if this is a distraction aren't you playing into it by talking about it yes ish i brought it up no well no i uh, uh Seville is talking about the the dr seuss thing because um Yes, we're talking about the Dr. Seuss, but I'm trying to put it into the overall context of the other things that are going on in cancel culture that's right now. So it, it's a tough nut to crack sometimes to, to, to find where your argument is within the overall grand conversation about this kind of thing. So if I stop in the chat, welcome. I'm a victim. PayPal me. It's my birthday. Y'all can PayPal us. We do have a link in the in the uh, in the show description, and that goes toward you know new equipment and travel expenses and stuff. He's if you want to looking to settle on a number to, to what? send, a, a, yeah, any I think Robert says Jason thinks cancel culture demands standards of evidence beyond art. No, I know, I know that I know that cancel culture does not care a lick about evidence at all they just sit there and they go well let's make this up yeah. and it's and it's one of those things where the accusation of a of a of a crime an accusation of an offense 
for these folks should be enough to determine guilt. You know, it's not it, it's not enough that we that we have to investigate. We we don't need to do that. We just level the accusation, and then that should be enough to get whatever results that we're after. Speaking of cancel culture, and no, I'm sorry, the cancel cult. Let's get it mm. right. Um, by the way, you, you you've changed cancel culture to cancel cult, and I'm trying to adapt to that. I've modified social justice warrior to social justice terrorism. Um, I'm hoping that catches on. I'm going to trademark it and put t-shirts. That's a there. good one too. Um, the, the Gina Carano thing, is there any way or any timeline when we'll be able to see if there was any impact on the number of subscribers to the Disney Plus thing? I mean, the whole cancel Disney Plus hashtag came out, but who's going to know that, oh, look, you know, it went down or up or uh, my, my own personal opinion is that there's like the normal crowd and then mm-hmm. Hated Gina and the people who love Gina and Disney was going to lose the same amount either way. Well, well, and that's something I've been asking since. I mean, I knew that right away with the investors meeting, they weren't going to have any numbers for that. But the you know the surprise of the cancellations happening, and it's okay. So let's get some numbers. How bad did this hurt the Disney Plus subscriptions? And I'm wondering if they're not going to. Oh, they're not. They're not going to say, say anything, anything about it. <clears throat> if if point. we get that information, it will be a leak, uh, and it will come to some. It might eventually make its way to Scott Mendelson at Forbes, maybe. But you know, the usual suspects. You know, Jermaine over at IO9. He he won't he won't say anything about it. Hollywood Reporter, Deadline, Variety. Yeah. None of them will say anything about it. It might show up in Forbes. It might get buried in another article over there. Um, it will probably, if it does come out, it'll probably be somebody like Nerdrotic or Doomcock or Midnight's Edge, those guys over there. Uh, maybe uh, Drunk3PO. Uh, somebody will get it, Geeks and Gamers. But the fact that it'll go to any of those channels means that it will be easier to dismiss and oh, those guys again. You know, it's, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Plus the it's fact that like you have, have myself. Well, and and the other the other part of that too is you have uh, you have targeted disinformation campaigns that are directed toward those those different channels. You know, uh, and people have admitted to such. They've admitted to trolling Reddit and and getting information to Doomcock and to Geeks and Gamers and Nerdrotic in an in an attempt to discredit them. It's so almost like they're some of that. Firebell. I know, right? They may you know they what may, I'm talking uh, about. I'm putting quotes around Firebell. You're aware of that particular <laughs> nomenclature? Well, it's like uh uh yelling what yelling fire in a in a theater or you're or no, you're no, 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 something no. else. When you have some time and you really want to have some fun uh, I did this two years ago. Look up a little company called Weber Shandwick. Uh, they are a public relations firm, and they have uh, this proprietary. Um, it's not software, but it's a it's a it's an activity called Firebell. And what it is is it is brand defense in social media. Oh yes, 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 yes. I've heard of them. I've heard of them. Yeah, and 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 uh, and and there's a guy who's um, loud. I, w- I almost said big. He's not big. He's loud in the comic book scene, 
and he's their creative. He was their creative director. I don't know if he still is or not, but he was at the time of uh, things going on in, in the comic skate community and, and your boy Zach and stuff. Mm. All right, joining us also now, welcome Christopher Hoffman. He is a new contributor here at Sci-Fi for me. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing good. Hello. A little bit of, where's Hello. the where's the the Robo Grumble coming from? Is that RJ? Is that you? I don't know. No, it's not me. No. Um... Okay. It might be Christopher, but that's okay. We're up. Uh, what's up today, sir? Oh, um, nothing much. I just wanted to um, let you know um, that I actually uh, published my uh, first review today. So, oh, and that yes, for uh, the latest uh, full moon feature, um, the Resonator Miskatonic U um, episode one. We're tied. Not so. We just it, it was, you with that at the same time before I popped in here. Oh, cool! <laughs> and that's so. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I. It was fun. It was fun. All right. So let me let me go in there and uh, and look at that because I hadn't seen it yet. All right. So yes. Yeah, so Christopher is uh, a new contributor here. He is. Uh, uh, background in journalism and uh, right journalism. Uh, yes, uh, journalism. Um, some radio, uh, television, and film as well. All right. So let's uh, let's do that. Okay. That. All right. So yes, the uh, the review of the Resonator Miskatonic U. Now this is a this is the first of a series of films, I believe. Uh, yes, actually, it's um it's divided up into two episodes. Um, this is the first one um, debuted last week um, on the twenty sixth, but the conclusion and the second episode will um, actually be available uh, this coming Friday on March fifth. Okay. All right. So go in there. I'm going to do a little, uh, little cleanup on the formatting there, but I'll work on that and we'll get that out. And all right. So good. Yes. So uh, go check that out. And uh, hopefully, uh, Christopher will stick around for a while. He's uh, he's got some good instincts. I think we don't bite. I promise. Well. Ah, good. No. Yes. We don't. <laughs> well, I I I don't mind fighting that much <laughs> uh just wait just wait <laughs> uh, okay okay All right. so anyway um okay so christopher what else are you got uh, going on here uh any anything else uh, that you're working on because you've got um, a couple of things that we're that we're doing uh with you right uh yes um right now i'm um Finishing up a review for um, a um, audio horror book um, from Serial Box called uh, King of Spiders, which is it was pretty good, pretty good. It had an unconventional protagonist, um, coupled with uh, some great sort of uh, creature body horror elements. It was really nice. There was a, a breezy. A breezy read. 
a breezy read that you know i i normally don't associate spiders and anything breezy so this should be <laughs> this should be rather interesting you haven't seen the uh, last scene of charlotte's web <laughs> uh, yeah well there is that but not not in terms of horror well, that, that's how they land on you yeah that see and that's where i was thinking you know if it's windy and there's a lot of spiders around yeah and you know oh that could just be i mean look we were watching batman last night and that poor guy when he got sprayed by scarecrow had spiders all over him now imagine wind not stopping and real spiders on you well um actually the the protagonist of the story uh is part of a um uh secret experiment um that he is that he volunteers is sort of drafted into um as part of a release um uh, as part of a release deal from uh incarceration and um so he's given this injection and instead of having spiders like you know crawl over him they actually grow inside him i mean i'm out okay <laughs> <laughs> huh. that doesn't sound that doesn't sound very good at all That, that sounds like it's just missing John Goodman. <laughs> either, either that or um, uh, pre-Brundlefly, uh, Jeff Goldblum. So. Yeah. Or, or was, no, it wasn't Luke Wilson. Who was it? Um, oh, David Arquette. Ah, uh, yes. And a Lady Freaks, that was a, that's a fun one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that uh, film actually got as much recognition as it deserves. Um, I mean, considering, you know, it's just a good popcorn movie. Well, and that, that kind of thing with, with horror films, you know, that's always, that's always a good thing, you know, for, for that. The, the drive-in movie aesthetic, the B-movie type of of feel to it so you know that's always fun oh yes well jason i'm gonna pop out here in just a minute but um before i do since, since i'm taking advantage of your airwaves instead of mine i'm gonna shield my stuff um <laughs> but no that's I'm just perfectly fine um now how how are things going with uh with uh, critical blast logistics that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. Oh, right. See, right now, the first client is um, Lee Byron Carver, who is the creator behind The Company Men from Australia. That is fully funded. So we are going to be uh, handling all the fulfillment on that to the United States. Uh, if you've ever looked at an overseas crowdfunded comic and have backed away from it because it looks really great, but the shipping is like three times the cost of the book, mm. That's not happening here. Uh, the shipping on the company men is it's either 10 or $12, but it's like consistent with what you would expect to have shipped from anybody producing in the United States. Yeah. What's got me really excited is uh, 
what I've what I was what I've been working on and finally finalized last night. I say finalized. I've still got a couple of phone calls left to finish this out. I've had a lot of people come to me and say, "Hey, yeah, I need you to help me out with my shipping uh, for international." I'm going from here to the UK. I'm like, I can't do anything about that because you know it's going out. Well, it turns out I can. Uh, and as of last night, if the numbers are working out the way that I've got them, and I've had a couple of people review them and uh, bless them, I can ship a 80, 80 page graphic novel in a Gemini mailer from the US to the UK for $15. Oh, good. Nice. Which, which is not $25. So yeah. uh, that's. This is not an official announcement. Please don't bombard me with this stuff yet. I've still got to you know, dot a few I's and cross a few T's and the other way around. I'm not sure anymore these days. Well, and the other part of that too is, I mean, if you've got if you've got a place where you can ship to the UK, and this is something I know Peter Samitty had been looking at and talking talking about trying to find a, a distribution hub over there where you can ship to one spot and then from that spot it can go out throughout Europe. Is that is that a conversation that you're having with anybody at this point? That's one of three options that I'm looking at. There, there are two other ways of doing it and um, I've, I've got to have people confirm one way or the other uh, from the UK and it's you know time differential and long distance phone calls and such. Right. Well, you know, long distance phone calls aren't such a thing as they used to be. Yeah, but I've never done them on my. Uh, it's it's different still domestic than it is yeah. from the U.S. to the U.K. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to have some bills on my usually flat rate bill. Uh, <laughs> I, I just couldn't get them to you know like hello uh, Royal Mail. Would you mind jumping on a stream with me and discussing? <laughs> Although you know, one of these days that could very well be a thing for a lot of these places, especially if they're if they're any kind of a government agency or service, that they're, they're more than likely have to be talking about that kind of that kind of option for communicating with them at some point. Well, with COVID, I'm surprised that they all haven't jumped on it immediately right now. Yeah, I, I know I, that you know you've, we've seen the H and R Block commercials; they're doing the same thing. With their virtual with their uh, virtual advisor i know a lot of banks are doing the same thing right now they're going to have 24 7 banks where you can just talk to a teller they're going to manifestation live all the time yeah well hopefully it all works out you're able to figure that out as far as you know going to the uk i know you've got coming from the uk yeah. pretty much pinned down at this point coming from anywhere i've got pinned down i can i can handle that um but you know once i once i try out going to the UK and see that it works, uh, then I'm going to, you know, get the rest of the world in line. And, and, and I'll emphasize that this is only for the books. I mean, if you start, you know, producing action figures and uh, yeah, other things, I'm going to focus on just one thing right now and do it well. Uh, so, you know, you, you can push hundreds of books through me, but the 20 action figures that you're selling over there, <laughs> make that on your own. Yeah, that... I, Cracking, cracking that one is probably going to take a little bit longer as far as the numbers go. So, good yeah. luck with it, sir. All right, sir. Thank you for having me on, and uh, happy birthday, man. Appreciate you. Thank you, thank you. And and if for those of you who are uh, Mrs. Boss, could you uh, actually RJ, if you want in in the uh, private chat, you want to drop me a link to your channel, and I'll put that out so people can find you. Um, and then we will go. Christopher, do you have a YouTube channel at this point set up? 
Um, I don't have a YouTube channel um, at this point set up. Um, right. I just wanted to double check that because we're... Uh, let me do that. There we go. All right. Maybe. Is it going to go? Is it going to go? It went. Okay. There it is. All right, RJ. Thank you very much, sir. We'll see you around. See you later. Okay. So um, first Go ahead. Yes. No, go oh, ahead. No, I, I was just going to wish you uh, uh, a happy birthday. Oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And I, yeah, yeah we have, uh, we have big plans for you and, and our horror coverage. So uh, those of you who are uh, new to the channel, be looking for, for Christopher's byline on various different things coming up. So oh, I'm looking forward to it. All right. So. Where do we go from here? Oh, speaking of horror, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to put in... Share this. Share that. Share that. All right. So some of you may know that I have spent time in my past as a filmmaker... So for the next eight and a half minutes, you get to see the movie that I made that ran on the Sci-Fi Channel back in 2007. Huh? Yes, I hear you over there. I hear you over there. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So, yes. So this is, uh, this is a movie that we made for a competition. The Sci-Fi Channel ran uh, their exposure contest. And it was the last time they ever did it. And uh, we made the finals. And we were one of nine films that ran as part of a, as part of a special on the Sci-Fi Channel. And this is back before they were Sci-Fi. And it was the last time they did this. And it ran at something like 3 o'clock in the morning because they had to burn the contract out, I'm sure. But ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Uh, this is a movie about cats. Psychic energy can be measured. Danny Tech, Ron Garrett speaking. Ron, I found the algorithm. What algorithm? The one I've spent 20 years looking for. The psychic energy algorithm. Look, Young said it couldn't be measured. That was almost a century ago, Ron. There is such a thing as progress. Yes, I've heard of progress. Look, Gail and I are right in the middle. Hello, Gail. Hi, Walter. 
Walter, we are right in the middle of quarterly reviews. How much hard data do you have? Well, I've just started setting up the parameters of the test. Okay, well, why don't you get set up, run some tests, and then show me what you have. But Ron... I'll make sure he listens when the time comes. You were always the sensible one, Gail. You know, his research did show promise. It can't be done. Science cannot measure the brain's energy. Breakthroughs happen all the time. We'll see. Got something fantastic to tell you. Hey, Professor. Ron, it's the cats. Cats? What cats? My cats. Sebastian and Poindexter. What about them? Well, I was calibrating my instruments in order to measure my own psychic energy and... What? Cat got you done? That's not funny. The machine picked up on Sebastian's brain. So? Solar scope went crazy. I checked again, and Sebastian's psychic energy was higher than mine. What? This may explain why the ancient Egyptians revered cats so much. Do you remember that story about the 80,000 mummified cats? Oh, come on, you can't be serious. Cats smarter than humans? I didn't say that. I said Sebastian had more psychic energy. I just don't know what it means. This is why you got your funding for. You're saying stuff like that. You mean crazy talk? Well, we'll see. Hello? Now? This can't wait, Ron. I found a pattern. Here, look these over. See if I've missed anything. Not this way until morning. No, if I'm right. How many times have you run this? Thirteen times. Thirteen. Ron, there's a pattern. I may be able to translate. You're serious. Well, the patterns may just be related to brain function. But if? If there's a way to read books, don't even go there. I'm not suggesting that cats are smart. Have you ever wondered why, of all the animals, ancient cultures focused on cats? Next thing you're going to tell me that cats are telepathic and exert mind control. Serious, Ron, I'm not suggesting anything that far-fetched. Translating the thoughts of cats, that's not far-fetched? Ron, think. This may be a step in understanding how the human brain works. That's worth something, don't you think? You think he's on to something? I don't know. I've seen his notes, but his conclusions are... 
I just don't know. Well, if he's right. If he's right. This could be a major breakthrough in neuroscience. More than likely, we'll just find out cats prefer tuna over chicken. Still no answer? No. That's not like him. He's always bugging me about his work. You should probably go check on him. I think you're right. Yeah, he gave me one when I uh, had to come over and feed his cats. Noisy little furball. Professor, are you down here? Are these his notes? It's almost like someone wants to see what he found. Oh my god, Walter! 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 Oh my god, is he alive? Just barely. I how long he's been like this. Call 911. Okay. Ron? There we are. That that aired uh, on the Sci-Fi Channel, and I have to. Uh, all right, most important part. <laughs> So there it is. The, the, the prize was uh, a deal with, um, with the Sci-Fi Channel to develop series, develop content. And uh, the guy who won didn't get any kind of a contract or a deal. So it was basically, um, it was basically a, let's burn off this obligation that we had and nobody, nobody ever... Nobody ever really said it, uh, saw anything from that. <coughs> Excuse me. Mazarus uh, asked, who were the culprits? Um, I'm assuming the that you're asking who 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 attacked uh, Walter. I think that was pretty pretty obvious. I kind of I kind of tried to make it obvious. So, uh, but that was uh, that was there were my cats Mozart and Beethoven in that. Uh, so just one of those things. It, it sort of reminded me of um, that uh, uh, short story by Neil Gaiman where the uh, 
young kitten is going to a meeting with uh, all of the other cats and uh, they're dreaming of, uh, they're having a unified dream to like proclaim their dominance. Mm -hmm. And uh, the young kitten is very enthusiastic. It's like, oh, we can do this. We can do this. And the older cat is like, you can't convince a thousand cats to do anything at the same time. <laughs> there, there's a, there's a new. We had a news item on Saturday during Good Morning Multiverse. There is a new comic book imprint called Happy Tank, and one of their titles is going to be Cinnamon, which follows a house cat named Cinnamon. Who, this the if I'm reading it right, the, the description of the story, it's essentially going to be the house cat apparently has Walter Mitty type of fantasies about her environment. Oh wow! So you're you're going to see the cat as the regular cat, but then you're also going to see the cat as a commando as a special ops warrior, you know, uh, uh, road warrior type of character uh, inside her own head. So uh, it looks, it looks like it's going to be pretty fun. I will we'll see how, how it holds up in, in terms of actual ac execution, but. Oh, cool. The, um, actually that's a sort of like a, the, uh, the Ralphie cartoons that Chuck Jones used to do. Mm -hmm. or, or did um and that so yeah that that's a uh man that's open to so many uh, creative possibilities yeah no kidding well so even if you're just in the kitchen you know just the you know the kitchen as the environment and the cat looking and all of the different you know mm -hmm. dangers and 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 pitfalls and stuff so should be uh, interesting to see how that goes. So, and a fun fact about this film that he just showed. So, when he showed it to me originally, and then I passed it on to my friends to be able to see as well, because we all love cats, and he will come up with any excuse for this. But he did have a little minor spelling error. I don't, I don't, I don't come up with any kind of excuse. I have one specific, legitimate reason why "prevail" is misspelled in that screen. <laughs> and now, <laughs> when my friends and I talk and we use the word "prevail," we have misspelled it so many times on our phone. It auto corrects the correct "prevail" to the incorrect "prevail." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell your story, so, your excuse. So as we're getting ready to, to make this film, uh, we shot it over the course of a couple of two, three days. And I've, I've got it in a couple of places. The, the basement and Ron's living room was the, 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 house, the duplex where I was living at the time. The exterior of the house was my, my former in-laws. And so we, we married the two. And... As we're getting ready to shoot this, I had a massive cold hit. I had, you know, bronchitis and I mean, I was barely able to breathe. And so this entire time that I'm shooting this, I'm doped up on NyQuil like nobody's business. And I'm really surprised that I was ever even able to think straight at all <laughs> from any of this because of how much stuff that I had been taking in order to just be, be upright and conscious. So I misspelled a word. 
I misspelled a word. Now, see, now those people who are listening to this as a podcast later, if you if you want to see the movie that we just showed, because you know it doesn't translate well into audio. I'm I'm just now having that thought. Uh, there's a couple of different places. You can watch it as part of this live broadcast here over on the Sci-Fi For Me uh, channel on YouTube. Uh, but there's also uh, a channel for my media production company where you can find it. But you can, we'll, we'll drop a link in the, in the comments so anybody can look at that and, and take, a, take a gander if you're interested in watching it just by itself. So anyway, it's there cats. we are. That's that's what we've got. So it doesn't look like anybody else wants to come in here and promote their work. So I guess we can close out because it's at the it's at the end of the hour. Uh, yep. So uh, we will uh, we will bow out and let uh, let every because I know I know midnight's edge midnight's edge in the morning I think is still going on. So uh, anyway, so we will uh, we will head out tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. We don't have a guest yet. Uh, we'll figure out something that we'll do. And in the meantime, if any of you have comments or thoughts, or if you want to suggest topics, if you want to suggest guests, uh, you can send us those notes. Uh, uh, live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com is the email address where you can leave a comment on any of our videos. If you are new to the channel, this is not normally how this show goes. We're just kind of doing this just because, just because. Um, Mazerus, you said the guy, uh, you said that the guy playing Walter looks familiar. I'm wondering where you might have seen someone that looks like him. He's a local actor, um, that I don't even know if he's, if he's still doing anything anymore. I mean, we shot this thing almost, well, 15 years ago now. So wow, has it really been that long? Where's the time go? So anyway, but yeah, there's uh, there's that, and uh, you you want to suggest topics or leave thoughts on anything that you uh, that you want us to be talking about, uh, you can let us know. And welcome, Christopher, to the team. Thank uh, you very much for having me. Yeah, looking forward to uh, to the other stuff that you're going to put out here. And uh, those of you who are here not live, uh, remember we are usually live at 1 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Thursday, and uh, and you can uh, join us then uh, over on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook. And that's going to do it for us. Uh, do want to uh, thank everybody for being here. We appreciate you uh, being part of our audience. And remember, there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.